0: A fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040, WHO. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Carol.
1: Good morning, Mick. How are you? All right. I did it again, talked over the music. I think it's, it just kind of adds. Yeah,
0: it's a it's bit of background flair. flair.
1: It, it does. It gives <laughs> you a little bit of spunk into your. Welcome.
0: Oh, and how are you this week?
1: I'm great. Yeah. I am great. I'm running on some adrenaline.
0: Yeah, because why?
1: Well, our 26th annual Raise Your Paw auction is this coming Saturday night, a week from today um, at the Iowa Event Center, and uh, we've all been working hard on it, and it's just all going to be so much fun.
0: It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I know you guys, yourself and your volunteers, have been working extremely hard getting everything ready. and. Yep all the auction items.
1: Yes, and we have fun Hundreds. stuff this year. Hundreds, <laughs> literally. I mean, I tell people that and they're um our, we have two phases of a silent auction. So we have a phase 1 which starts at 5 and goes till 7. Mm-hmm. And then we have another one that starts at 5 this year and goes to 9:15. But between those two, it's almost um 400 items between just those two. And then we have a live auction that starts at 7 and goes till 9.30 and it's got about another 80 items in it. So we're going to auction off all that stuff and the cool, cool, cool thing about it is all the money raised from that goes right back to the Animal Rescue League to help um, support the homeless pets at the ARL while they're waiting for homes. Fantastic. Yeah. So if you love animals, it's a great cause and, um, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come and we just celebrate Great pets and great food and uh, cool items. We have live music from Melanie Wright. Yep, um, it's going to be there. And the second phase of the silent auction, we're doing something fun this year. We're going to actually do electronic bidding. So if you um, buy a ticket and sign up to attend the event, um, you will be able to also see the items online uh, and then early and then bid on them electronically uh, at the auction. So it's going to be. I always fun.
0: forget the second part because I'm off doing something else, and I'm like, it's going to close and yeah. run across
1: yeah so it's we're really excited it's going to be fun we've got some therapists coming to um yep. greet everybody and some surprises there and uh, oh i was
0: just about to say yeah who, which about, one
1: you about blew it didn't i you? did I had to cut you I off
0: did. Yeah. Well done.
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so we got surprises there and uh yeah it's just really gonna be a great time and um, so if you haven't bought your tickets yet, we have very, very few left. Um, we will be sold out this week for sure. So please get online at www.arl-iowa.org and get your tickets today.
0: And make sure you keep listening because we're going to uh, do our trivia question later and we might have an extra prize this week.
1: That's right. That's exactly right, which we've never done before. So we're going to mm. make it special this morning here. So,
0: And so if you want to call in, two eight four ten forty. Uh, with fun animal stories, of course, behaviour questions, and uh, yeah, give us a call, we'll help you out. We've got calls throughout the show, we've got more stuff happening this week, so busy week and beautiful weather for it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be a wild ride this morning. I'm a little bit hyper, so... Let's just, uh, <laughs> look out, people. Yeah, look strap out. yourselves in. While we're talking about the auction, though, a huge thank you to Screenscape Studios, who yeah. they do a auction video for us, and they've really gone above and beyond this year. Doing some cool stuff with that, and Adventureland, who is our big sponsor to the auction. Couldn't so, do it So thank you very much to Adventureland as well. So, anyway, yes, it's going to be fun. We had questions submitted online this week, too, so... Excellent. Yeah, and you, Actually, came up with a really cool, and I say that teasing, of course, kinda, uh, with a really cool <laughs> trivia question. You've you're been so on nice fire with those, I know, aren't
0: I? <laughs> well, it's you know, it was all that positive reinforcement you gave me for all the other ones that I didn't actually get.
1: Let's just say my treatment of Mick is not a positive reinforcement relationship <laughs> off air. No, you're kidding. Mick knows uh, I love him. So, oh yeah, yes, uh,
0: right back at you. We, if I uh, wasn't happy, I wouldn't be here.
1: Yeah, there you go. So
0: we got some other cool things happening this week as well. Um, I'll cover one of them now. Is today at 12pm down to our Southridge location, which we have all our small animals up for adoption. We have cats down there as well for adoption. But we have our bunny spa and piggy pampering. So you can bring your rabbit or guinea pig for grooming and a massage, nail trim and ear cleaning, and it's $5 per service. So if you've got a pet bunny or guinea pig... Or, you just want to come down and have a look at the animals down there and speak to our staff. they can help you out, and you can get a your piggy pamper while you're down there. That's great, uh, yeah, maybe find a friend,
1: yeah, that's absolutely right. um, yeah, we actually had quite a few questions um, submitted this week, one of them just I uh, can totally relate, but um so do you want to go ahead and go. do one before Let's, the first break? yeah, okay, um so mary wrote in and she said she has a, she has a great dog takes her everywhere she can potentially go with her she's about three years old and she's actually had her for two years so um but she said recently and it's been more and more so mm-hmm. and she doesn't know if it's because she hasn't done anything about it and it's just been escalating but she'll take her dog in the car with her and if they drive by and with nicer weather they see somebody out running or walking or w- with or without another dog her dog goes absolutely crazy in the car okay Parking running the window and she's just not sure what to do so
0: yeah a tough one to train while you're driving (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: exactly (laughs) yeah
0: distracted driving people don't do it um so what i would do would be uh find somewhere that's not too populated with runners like grays lake might be a little bit too much Mm -hmm. to start but find a place where you get occasional runners and park the car and work with the dog from the front seat that when you see a runner coming reward so change that perception change that behavior as we talk about because a couple of things is one it's movement it's arousal um, but also dogs that bark and then the people or the item or the car or whatever it is moves away it's a big self-reinforcer it's like oh look how tough i am the person was moving away anyway but the perception from the dog can be is i bark at it and it runs away
1: You've talked about that before with, like, mailmen. Yeah. Or mail, yep. mail delivery people, I should say.
0: Same principle. Yes, they, yeah. they do
1: the same thing.
0: Um, but we, like I was saying, you're not going to be able to do it while you're driving. Uh, there are remote training systems. So once you get the foundation down, there's actually push-button treat delivery systems you can buy. <laughs> so you could actually be, have that in the, in the back of the car with the dog. You see someone along, once you get that action happening. And it also does an audible audible noise um before the treat comes out so as you can put that in your car as you're driving along you hit the button and the treat comes out so you're actually saying so the dog learns that when someone's approaching i go to my bowl or i look for my treat or whatever you've taught the dog to do and you can use those in all situations for the barking or all types of training so you actually can do it sitting on your chair. You don't even have to get That's up. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They work well. We've used them. I've used them with um, people in wheelchairs. Oh yeah. Because they can just push the button. Yeah. And um, have the treat machine wherever you like, and you um, normally dry kibble. It's not wet, but you can put high value food in there and do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they're fun things, but it's they're fun. Yeah, it's a hard one because. Of that high arousal, so we have to go way back. Like, you can't dictate where people are going to be and what they're going to do, that's the hard part as well. So, that's why it's best to sort of drive around a little bit, find some jogging trails, and of course, sit off at a distance where the uh, dog's not reactive. Because if you're too close and they react, we're talking about being proactive and not reactive. Animal training, uh, for and traditionally is reactive training. So we wait for the dog to make a mistake and people correct it. That's like letting the kids, as I say, run out in the road and they get yep. hit by a car and I'm dragging them back. The idea is here comes the thing you're worried about. This is what it'll like you to do and here's $100 or well, high-value reward. Right. So now it's like, huh, I see that. I think about it. Is it worth barking at him, or is it worth hanging out with mum and getting a treat? Yeah. So, but if you're too close and they react or trigger, it's too late. So, you've got to find that um, threshold, that sweet spot where the dog will still listen, respond, but acknowledge the stimuli.
1: Once they start barking, it's too late to give them a treat, I assume, because then you're just yeah. giving them the tr- reward. Yeah, for sorry, barking. trigger,
0: bark, yep, yeah. run away, whatever the response is. Um, and you'll find that they won't eat at that time either. So, that's a really good indicator that they're getting too aroused. Now, whether that be good or bad, fear or excitement physiologically they can't. Yeah. Their body shuts down. So if your dog's taking treats as the jogger comes towards you and then they stop taking treats, you're too close. Yeah. So
1: well it sounds yeah. like Carol from Des Moines is on the phone.
0: Hey Carol, how are you? I'm well, good. How are you, Meg? <laughs> oh touche. Yes. We're gonna have to go to a break oh, in a second. Oh we sec, are.
1: Too. Should we uh, go ahead and go to a break and then yeah, if we no can. we are okay. It looks like we're okay for now. All right. All right. Carol? Carol. Anyway, there we are. Hi, we Carol. Go. How are you doing? Hi. Good morning. Good morning. We've got good good just morning. a couple minutes before break, but let's hear what's going on. We can it wait. might be
2: a long one. You might have to continue it on. Okay, on that's right. all right. We we'll can go, do that.
1: Go ahead and start, and we'll see how far we get.
2: Actually, I have so much to talk about, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's a Freddie question again. Okay. What's but that? I don't, I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a. A dog behavior or a neighbor behavior? No. Nah,
0: there's always some component of both. So get started, and then we'll go to a break and come back.
2: Okay. So I was sitting in my car this week when I came home from work watching the grandbaby. Okay. You know, you know Emily's child. Yep. And And um, I heard a bunch of noise, and my dogs were barking, and I got out of my car, and I heard my neighbor yelling at my dogs. Yep. Uh, yelling for them to shut up.
0: Okay, were they barking at him? Yes. Okay,
2: yep. Um, and it's been an ongoing thing, and I haven't addressed it, and I finally addressed it. Um, it, it they're friendly, you know, Freddie's he's very friendly. Um, the neighbor claims he's aggressive. Um, the neighbor is tired of them looking over the fence. Because Freddy gets on the hot tub and looks over a six-foot fence. Okay. And they bark. It's a friendly bark, and it's not. it's not a continuous thing. It's not, it's not what I would call a problem thing. Um, so during the conversation with the neighbor, he said he's tired of them barking at him when he's in his own yard. Yep. All right. Um, we- he, has, he has solutions. The first one was keeping the dogs in the house. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're in and out. I mean, they can let themselves in and out. The second one, second one was a shock collar, and the third one was obedience.
0: All right. Well, we'll go to a break. And I can cover them when you get back. When we get back, thank you so much. No worries, Carol. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends
2: on News Radio 1040
0: WHO. All right, welcome back, everyone. we've had Carol waiting on the line, and Carol was talking to us about her dogs barking at her neighbors. So, all right, Carol, so the three uh, options you gave us.
2: Okay, and I want to give you a hint here. I mm-hmm. want to I I give you the whole story. The hint is, in this conversation, and I've taken a lot, a lot of classes on mediation, um, he did admit, when I asked him, he does not like dogs. Okay. And his girlfriend, who he lives with and he have a child together, um, and they bought this home, um, sh- she says, yes, he does not like dogs, but she does. So I think that makes it a
0: little tougher. Definitely. Um, When we've got dogs that are reactive to people on the other side of the fence, um, and the first thing I do is, like you said, you talk to the neighbours, or either or, if you've got the barking dogs and the neighbours are disturbing your dogs, or you're a neighbour and you've got people with dogs that are disturbing you, uh, what i like to work with first is the neighbour actually, with your permission and supervision, is actually provide your dog with treats even if they just lob them over the fence so again it's changing that association so instead of the person being a rouser they actually become a trainer for you and teach them to be quiet. If that doesn't, if that's not possible what I normally do is put um, a a secondary fence in to keep the, the dogs away from for now away from contact with the neighbours or children through a fence and that's normally a good, we've got to find that threshold but it's normally a good four to six feet to start and what that does, it doesn't allow them um, to go over that threshold to get aroused then to do the behaviour and then you can sit out on your porch and train them um, just whenever they're out in the yard. Uh, Obedience training uh, training All training is good, positive reinforcement training, and it controls behaviour but it doesn't really change it. And what I mean by that is the dogs, they know sit, down, stay, so it helps with your behaviour modification. But to modify behaviour, you actually have to change the emotional state or the way the dog thinks about that scary or exciting thing. So obedience training does help, but to go to obedience training teach your dog to sit doesn't change the behavior that they bark towards the neighbors right so i always recommend uh good training and always look at your training classes and ask if you can observe because anyone because you want to be comfortable and you always should be able to look at training classes without um, being an attendee and then the last one you mentioned was shock collar
2: yeah i said no way i told him no way i'm not going to do that to my dog
0: exactly i'm with you the other component that people often don't think about when they use a um, remote trainer or anything like that that does that shock or negative stimuli is if the dog is barking at someone through the fence and the only, and then it gets that negative and that... Right. Um, then what do they associate it with, the barking or the person?
2: Right, they're, exactly. They're that was fix, my
0: thought. Yep, their fixation, their orientation of gaze, that's the thing they're looking at. So the only time this hurts... Is when they're around. So it can actually do a more harm.
2: Exactly. It was kind of like I've worked with um children with behaviors. I always yeah. kinda of played that the same way that um you know, that they the negative attention. Yep. You know, I'm barking and you're giving me attention. Yep. So yep. and I and I think if I were to introduce him to them and he knew their names and maybe he could, you know, sound a little more positive to them. Yep. And and like I said, it's not a constant thing I the hot tubs on that side of the house where their driveway's at. And there are two fences. There's a little metal fence, and then there's a... On our side, there's a six-foot-high privacy fence. hmm And, you know, some of them might be his own fears, and he's worried about his child. You know, she's only six months now. Yeah. But, you know, when she grows up, and that's what he said, I don't want us being out in our backyard and your dog's barking at us.
0: Yeah, and that's understandable. So being a good neighbor, we have a responsibility to, you know, try exactly. and minimize the noise pollution. It's impossible for dogs never to bark, but when it becomes problematic barking, yes, there's lots we can do. Um, And
2: it's not a constant. I mean, they don't keep barking when he's there.
0: Right. It's just initial alert.
2: It's kind of like them saying, hi, how are you? Yep. We know you're here, you're in your yard. We're just checking it out, making sure everything's okay, you're not robbing your own home.
0: (laughs) Well, he should be thankful for that part. That's what I told him. Yep. But if the, the best option is always for your neighbors to work with you. And, you know, when I um, I worked with my neighbor's dogs and I come home and they look at me now, instead of barking at me, they go, oh, hi, Mick, you know, yeah. how you doing? You got anything for us today? Oh, not today. Just say hello. Tomorrow might yeah. be a treat. It may not be.
2: And I mentioned to him, too, another concern I had. He had called the city about the dog poop smell. Mm-hmm. The the smaller the two dogs, not Freddie but the other dog. She has a tendency to poop on that side of the house right by, you know, between the two houses, and it's rocked. And so I've got to do a better job about keeping it up, keeping up, you know, cleaning it up. I know there is an ordinance in the city.
0: Yes, there is. Yep.
2: And I was was not aware of that beforehand. Um, And so I have done a better job about, you know, doing my end, being a good neighbor. But I told him I wish he would have said something to me first instead of calling the city.
0: Well, good job, Carol. Keep it up, and we've got to go to a break.
2: Oh, I have one more quick thing.
1: Sorry, we're going to have to cut to a break, Carol.
2: I was just going to mention the fostering program. I've kind of kind of fallen into it. But, and I love the animals that Emily's fostering. Thank you.
0: Thanks. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends
2: on News Radio 1040 WHO.
0: All right, we are heading into our second half hour. Here from the Animal
1: point. Rescue League, yeah. ARL Animal Connection.
0: And you can give us a call at 284 1040 with any fun stories, behavior questions. They're all seem to be dogged lately. These cats must be doing so great. Well, You're doing a good job well, out there. What can
1: you say? <laughs> yeah, well, it was before right before break we were talking to Carol about some issues um with the dogs, but she was we had to go to a break so we weren't able to keep on talking about fostering, but she was mentioning yeah. fostering.
0: Yeah, and fostering we have behavior fosters, medical fosters or youngsters as well. So and a couple of the older guys we don't um just want to narrow it down to them. We have horse, Foster Horse Program, but it gives an opportunity for animals not to be in the shelter, whether they're waiting or they've been there for a couple of weeks, and we just want to give them a break. you got the a shelter cat getaway so we have lots of foster programs so and you can try before you you know it's almost like a rental sometimes i guess yeah
1: well the shelter cat getaway program you know we're probably in our sixth year of this Mm -hmm. hundreds of cats have gone through the program it's a little unique because it's actually adoptable cats it's actually cats that are currently up for adoption so not needing to be fostered for medical recovery or for you know raising kittens or puppies or whatever yep um it's actually cats that are in adoption and they um go out and live in homes um, and they're still on our website you can see those cats they say shelter cat get away mm-hmm. and uh, and then people will look at them online and then we set up a meet and greet and see if it's a match but it's the coolest program because our foster homes um, basically learn so much about these cats and give us other information yeah. what they're like yep. in a home so um, and then we match them up that way so yep and
0: yeah. they're varying time frames they could be one week to Growing up kittens are a little bit longer. It just yeah. depends on what's happening and where they're at. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's a great way, you know, people say, well, I travel or I know I'm going away on holidays. You don't have to foster 365. You can do it just yep. for a little bit.
1: Absolutely, and our shelter cat getaway. Um, people, you know, they'll foster, and then if they need to be gone on vacation, they can bring their cat out mm-hmm. the week they're gone, and then pick the cat back up when they get back. So it works out. We can we can work with people's schedules. So.
0: Yeah, it's a fantastic yeah. program.
1: So uh, it Triv- looks oh. like we maybe have a call first, and then we yep. can go to our trivia. I'm excited about I know. it. I know you are. Everybody just settle hey. down. Settle down, Mick. Settle <laughs> down. All right, hey Bob, how you doing?
2: Um. Well, not so well. My Uh-oh. cat's not doing well, so I'm not doing well.
1: Okay. Well, let's talk about the If it has anything to do with the pet, let's talk about it.
2: Well, uh, I've been feeding a stray cat for about two years. Uh, he likes to fight. He's always coming home battered up. Mm. And yesterday he came home with a missing eye. Okay. Mm.
1: All right. Um, so we probably need to get him in to see a veterinarian.
0: Are you able to trap him or catch him at all? Like, how close does he come up to you, Bob?
2: Yeah, I, I can. I can catch him.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, is he okay? We're other friends. than the missing eye, or?
2: Well, he's got a hack and a cough, and okay, being for being out for years, I've just I just tried to get him through the winter. Yeah, I know. I don't do all the right things.
1: You know, sometimes it's just doing anything is a good thing. So, yeah. um, you know, you obviously taking care of this cat for a couple of years and that's a really good thing and um you know but we'll you know i don't know if he's neutered or any vaccinations or anything like that but we could certainly see about getting you some help do you, can you um uh hang on the phone a little bit and we'll get to you in just a minute and see if we can uh get you hooked up to get the cat some care
2: well i've got i've got a local vet that i've got okay.
1: my other cat well,
2: okay <clears throat> oh okay yeah so i'd
0: be but, looking uh, if he's not neutered yet bob That'll help on the biting too. Yeah.
1: yeah. To get him neutered. Okay. So, are you able to get him in to see your local veterinarian then, and make sure we get him treated? And then, um,
2: yeah, he, yeah.
1: Okay. Are you hoping to keep this cat, and you know, potentially bring the cat inside, or do you just feel like he's an outside, happy outside cat, and we just well,
2: like I said, he all he wants to do is fight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he still a whole boy. He's yeah. not neutered yet. Yeah. No. Yeah, that That'll should help. help a lot. That'll help a lot because it takes away those uh, boy tendencies.
1: That's one that's a really positive thing about neutering. Um once we can get the cat neutered, it also help him not wanting to wander and wander um yep. as much as well. So it will take out a lot of that, you know, want to fight and the wandering part of it. He'll you'll probably find out he sticks around the house a lot more. And um, then hopefully we'll get it out of, you know, fights and altercations that are causing him harm.
2: Well, he always comes home when when he's been injured. He knows where to come. Yeah, Lucky
0: he's got you, Bob.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So see if we can get him some uh, care at your local vet, and then maybe they can neuter him at the same time. And if you need help getting that done, let us know, okay?
2: Is there anything I can do post uh, fixing of his eye to make his life better?
0: uh the vet vet will need to look at it yeah bob a vet will need to look at it um if it's injured sometimes they have to remove the eye which they still function really well mm-hmm. um but best to take him to a vet so cuz we don't want any infection or uh anything else to happen to him
1: yeah and the only thing i would say bob is if you feel like after you get him neutered and um you know get that eye addressed if there if there's a chance he could be an indoor cat that certainly would make his life probably a little less stressful and safe for him, but that's whether you feel like he's tame enough to do that, you know, with him. A lot of outside cats absolutely can be made into indoor cats with no problem whatsoever.
2: Oh, well, he'd be a problem. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Hey, but the, he's lovable otherwise. Yeah, well, absolutely.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. There are just some cats, feral or otherwise, that they need to be outside and that's okay so the best thing you can do for him is to get him that care and then um you know just make sure he's got a safe place to come and come back home and there's food there and and you who he obviously okay. comes back to so okay
2: thank you very much Thanks, thank Bob. you Bob. Hope thanks for taking right. care of him
1: thank yeah. you yeah they've... those you know wonderful people I, yeah. you know they're we're takes a village to care for all the animals out it there. It does.
0: And also, he won't be making more kittens out there absolutely. if we're getting altered. So anybody yep. that does have outside cats, um, do check out our website at yep. arl-iowa.org and look at our programs that we can help you um, with those cats as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay, all right. we
1: better do our trivia questions yeah. to make sure we have enough time here. So here's going to be the deal this year. Okay. Uh, you know, I chair the Animal Rescue League Auction, so mm-hmm. I've set aside two tickets to give away for our trivia question. That's this a big. Morning. Get, that's it is a big. big. Prize. Tickets are sixty-five dollars a piece, so it's a big prize. Yeah, yeah. We could put them in prize. a, mug. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, them in in a mug. mug. No, we don't. <laughs> we actually. So here's how it's going to roll. So we're going to do our trivia question, and the first person who. And it's gonna be a two-part trivia question this morning yep two answers we have such a big prize associated with it. the first person that calls in and gets it right will mail you out the mug and your tickets will be put under on will call at the event which is next saturday night at the Iowa event center in des moines so you need to be able to come yeah um on will call for you and you just would get your tickets at the door so be yes. sure when you win if you win um be sure and let um let us know what your phone number is and your address. We can mail the mug and leave the tickets for you. Okay. So, and be sure and come. And this is for new tickets. So if you've already bought tickets, you don't get like to get your money back. This is, you know. <laughs>
0: two fresh, clean tickets. Fresh, clean tickets, tickets for
1: two people to come. All right. So,
0: so two questions.
1: Here we go. You've
0: got to get both right.
1: You've got to get both right.
0: First question. What was Tarzan's chimpanzee's name?
1: So Tarzan had a chimpanzee that hung around him, and we're looking for the chimpanzee's name. And then the second question is going to be, what is the year that the Animal Rescue League started? When did it all begin for the Animal Rescue League? So we're looking for the year, and we're looking for the name of Tarzan's pet chimpanzee. chimpanzee. So you can call in at 284-1040, 284-1040. The first person with the correct answer to those two questions, we're going to mail you out a mug, and we're going to give you two tickets to the Raise Your Paw auction. Yep. Which is next Saturday night at the Iowa Event Center. That's a and good prize. It's a prize. lot of fun, yes. And whoever wins has to come up and say hi to me and Mick. So, yes. Yeah. Better. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, 284-1040. Call in when you have those answers. So. <sighs> it's oh, been a busy morning. I'm
0: sitting morning here waiting right. for the phone I know. and Keep searching, people.
1: Well, well, you were coming up with this great trivia question about Tarzan. I, started, I found this really cool website that was... Um, 25 most bizarre and fascinating animal facts. Okay. So I started going down them. And so here's like just a couple of them while we're waiting for as people are calling in. Um, most elephants weigh less than the tongue of a blue whale. What? Isn't that crazy? Most elephants weigh less than the tongue of a blue whale.
0: That's, that is crazy. I, I know.
1: I kind of was like, are these for real or, but. It's uh, on the
0: internet. It's real.
1: Yeah, there you go. It has to be true. <laughs> it's totally on the internet. So, um, okay, what else we got here? Okay. Oh,
0: the polar bear one you told oh, me. Oh, was
1: that totally cool or interesting? Um, all polar bears are left-handed.
0: I did so, not. Or know
1: left-pawed, that. I guess. Left-pawed. Yeah. Huh. I love polar bears. They're so cool. And then we've got the baby giraffes can stand within a half hour of birth. Yeah, that's needed. You probably knew that one. Actually,
0: I wouldn't have been able to give you a time, but I'd expect it to be quick because of predators. Yeah. So,
1: okay, bats always turn left when exiting a cave. You looked at me like I was crazy when I told you that one.
0: Well, someone sat there and watched bats come out of caves. I guess. Supposedly,
1: they always turn left.
0: Oh, see, my brain then goes to what bat.
1: Oh, like what species it's of bat or breed of bat? bat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it
0: only certain cave bats? Is uh, it? A, <laughs> I
1: don't know. I'm just telling you. Okay, and the last one. I just have we to go- spoil the fun, you don't do, I? do. I mean, before we go to Joyce's, sea otters like to hold each other's paws when sleeping so they don't drift apart. And sea otters are absolutely one. one of my favorite creatures of all time. They are adorable. You and me both. Adorable. So, oh, that's so sweet.
0: Oh, um, no, I just do.
1: Yeah, no, no, they're awesome. Okay, Joyce is on the phone. It sounds like Joyce has an answer for us.
0: All right, Joyce, what do you got? Keita and
2: 1926.
1: Oh, my gosh, that's totally right. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. Good stuff, Joyce.
0: You you can make it next Saturday evening?
1: Absolutely. That is fabulous. And please come and say hi to me and Mick, okay? Okay. Okay, so stay on the line, and we'll get your address and your phone number, and then your tickets for the Razor auction will be on we'll call, so you just check in at registration form, okay? Okay, thank you Great. Congratulations thank you so much, Joyce. Joyce,
0: we'll see you next and week.
1: That's very fun right, see you then. Thank yeah. you.
0: <laughs> I'll be the one with the accent
1: Right, uh, somehow I think they'll figure out who you are right away <laughs> Yeah. I'm just saying.
0: I'll have a name badge on.
1: <laughs> you'll have a name badge on Somebody was actually, you'll be so embarrassed by this but somebody was actually asking me uh, like if we go any place and do anything together like if anyone even bothers to listen to me they do. They do not. You not got, if you, you start talking first. That's why it's like okay, forget it, Mick. You sit over there, and be quiet. Melissa. The
0: thing is though, they some people don't actually hear what I have to say. They go, "Oh, the <laughs> accent." I just well, like that's your not accent. the point, people. I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Yeah, it's uh, but having the accent and um,
1: oh my gosh, you're totally red.
0: I, I am. I can feel it. I know. But like, I'll get because we have wonderful listeners to the show yes so i run into them yes and like i get into a cab and he goes and where are you heading baba oh are you mick
1: (laughs) yes i'm like oh yes i am (laughs) i can tell you nobody has ever said to me off hearing me talk are you carol Nobody. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah.
0: But see, there's the problem on the other side is <laughs> I can't get away if I do anything.
1: <laughs> and we all know what you're doing. Yes. That's exactly right. Yes. Okay, well, we have a few minutes before we have to take a break. Well, we only have about a minute before we have to take a break. Um, so
0: we have another great event happening this weekend. All
1: right, well, let's talk about that.
0: Because uh, as people know, we have our um, our – Cats and our dogs and our small animals, but sometimes we forget about, or they don't forget about, may not even know about our barn animals. And this weekend, we have uh, for two days, uh, nine till four, Natural Elements Integrated Riding Clinic. And what that comes down to is Bob Smith, um, owner of Natural Elements, is doing um, a clinic on how to ride with your horse and build that communication and that link to, even though you may be experienced or different disciplines, you can always fine tune or get some tips. So wonderful, wonderful man, wonderful trainer, um, but using the natural elements of horse training um, to help riders and horses.
1: That's really cool. Yeah,
0: so. Check uh,
1: that out on our website too, more information.
0: Yep, at arl-iowa.org, and if you go to get involved. Scroll uh, go down to the events calendar. It actually has all our events from all our areas in those, including microchip walk ins if you're looking to get your pet microchip to the auction to everything in between.
1: And while you're there, then slip on over to the barn and consider adopting a rooster. Yes. You have lots of roosters up for adoption. They are absolutely gorgeous. Um and, they are. yeah, time of year is coming. People are probably gonna get there. Backyard flocks and their flocks ready to go.
0: Thursday night I went home and I opened my, because I have an outside coop attached or run attached to my coop, and sat with my chickens.
1: Isn't that the most peaceful thing ever?
0: Yep. Just sat there and watched, and I've got a couple that like to come up and I hand feed a couple, and then they just forage and scratch around and do chicken stuff. And Yeah. Yeah.
1: I did. I did that last night. I got home and I let mine out, and it was really awesome. So, um, love chickens, but be sure and check out our roosters if you're looking yeah. to adopt a rooster. We've yep. got all of our barn animals on our website, also. So be sure and check that out. Um, unbelievable, but looks like we need to take another break, and we'll be back in a few minutes to finish up. So, um, goes quick. Yep, stay with us. We'll be back.
0: Back, everyone. We're what, wrapping up the show. We can still going. Yep.
1: I like the music. Yeah. Wonder if we get to
0: choose it one day.
1: I don't know. Like what songs <laughs> you be would scary choose? Between you, what song would you choose?
0: Oh, something from the Who, maybe.
1: Yeah. See, you you'd get something really energetic. Know. Yeah, and I, well, I don't Not know. Not who let the dogs out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'd probably pick some Sarah McLaughlin sign, song or who? something. See, I knew you wouldn't even know who she was, so.
0: <laughs> I've heard of her.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, let's get. We had lots of questions. <coughs> we and, did. Um, we will keep going through them as the weeks go on. So yeah. sorry, folks, if we didn't get to yours today, but we'll get to at least one more.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you can certainly email us questions at www.arl-iowa.org. And there's a thing for ARL Animal Connection. On the Animal Rescue League website, you can click on that and submit a question. So we'll go from there. So here's the question, Mick. Um, My dog loves rawhide chews, and Mm -hmm. when I give her one and I walk by, she starts growling at me. Yep. What should I do?
0: First thing to do is not give her rawhide chews. Okay. Um, Commonly known as resource guarding. It was a term um, given many years ago to animals to make it sound nicer. It's actually a natural behavior from dogs, but of course... It's not something that we should live with um, if it's a risk. And so, um, and I don't mean not live with the pet, I just mean we can modify that behavior. So, the first thing to do if animals are guarding um, high value items, first thing we need to do is not give them those items. So, we take away the chance of the behavior happening continually because then the dog just self reinforces. Then what we do is we start finding the lower value items and teaching the animal that when I come near your valuable item, whether that be a toy, food bowl, anything else, person, sometimes um, that before they become defensive, good things happen. So changing that perception of when someone comes near me, hot dog pieces of hot dogs fly into my bowl somehow. Now again. Each one's different, so I don't want to go too deep into it because if you don't get the timing right or the observations right, um, we could be rewarding the wrong behaviour. But it is very workable. It is very modifiable. First thing is safety first. So especially if you've got young ones in the house, um, put the dog in an area where it can eat undisturbed, pick up the bowl afterwards and don't give them high-value items. Then what we need to do is call us at the Animal Rescue League at 473-9125 and talk to our dog behaviour team there and we'll get you in and we'll actually physically show you how to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it is very workable. We, um, you know, it is a natural behaviour. Mm-hmm. And, but again, we don't want dogs biting people or growling at people. One thing I would do want to add is do not yell at them or physically correct them. Because what that may do is they learn to hide the signal, so the growl or the showing of the teeth, and then you've got no warning. So you're actually making them uh, less communication, so therefore it's even um, more unsafe. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm
1: And good, great question and definitely something you want to follow up on before it yep. gets out of hand and a bad thing happens. So. Thank
0: you, everyone. Yeah, Have a great you. week. Yes. Thank for, you, Carol. Thank you, Mick. And pour it forward.
1: Pour it forward.
2: WHO, Des Moines. And iHearts radio station. And on your HD radio, KDRB HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO.